Well, once again, it's great to be with all of you here on Mother's Day 2018 and certainly prayed about where God would have me to be in His Word to share with all of you here this morning. And I do have a message uh, that I'd like to share, but I'm going to address this to every woman in this sanctuary, okay? Certainly want to address our mothers, but I want to address the women in this church who are future mothers, okay? And other women in this church who are spiritual mothers, uh, certainly, I have one physical mother, but I've got quite a few spiritual mothers in this room, and I, I intend to dress quite a few of them here today. Uh, but the title of my message is The Winsome Ways of a God-Fearing Woman. The Winsome Ways of a God-Fearing Woman. That one word, I think, beautifully encapsulates what a woman can be in the kingdom of God, and that word is winsome. It's not a word that we use a whole lot. In fact, I didn't hear that word until I became a Christian. But if you've never heard the word winsome, it's simply a way to say sweet, charming, attractive, impressive, engaging. And a winsome woman is someone that is all of those things in her words, in her actions, and in her character. And not winsome just in the ways that you're attracted to her, but if you're a God-fearing woman, you're winsome in the ways that you attract others to Jesus Christ. And... uh, there is a, there's an unfading beauty of a winsome, God-fearing woman that I want to point out today. And I want to do so by talking about several different characteristics of what makes God-fearing women so winsome and why I want to pause today and thank the Lord for what He's done in creating God-fearing women. So in one sentence, as we kind of get ready for uh, this message, I would just say, a woman who fearfully serves God will be wins- a winsome witness for the kingdom of God as she, she truly reflects the character of the Son of God. So if you have a Bible, please turn with me to the book of Proverbs. I know to the women of this church, this proverb is no uh, mystery. It's the final one, Proverbs 31. Preaching Proverbs 31 on Mother's Day is like getting a fastball right down the middle. You just stand up and read it. It's God's Word and it's all truth. But I'm going to actually pick out one verse, one verse out of Proverbs 31, And then I'm going to flesh it out by using all different types of verses in the Scriptures that point to how how winsome a God-fearing woman really is. So again, Proverbs 31. If you do not have a Bible, grab the Pew Bible in front of you on page 655 in your Pew Bible. And if you would stand at this time, out of the reverence of the reading of God's holy, infallible, inerrant word, we are in Proverbs 31. I'm not going to make you stand too long. I am going to read verses 30 through 31, and then we'll pray. Hear God's word to us. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, We love you, and again, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of a God-fearing woman. And I thank you for gifting us with so many of them here in the room this morning. And I pray as we search the Scriptures to understand how winsome they can be for your kingdom and for our joy. Father, I pray that you would be glorified, but that all women of this church and in this room would be encouraged to continue living for your glory. For we know, Father, a woman who fears God will be winsome in all her ways. So be with us now as we consider this truth in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. 
I have considered preaching an entire sermon series on Proverbs 31, and I may do that in the future, but I'm not the first one to even think that. Uh, There certainly have been some great sermon series and curriculum about Proverbs 31. It is a beautiful proverb. But specifically, as we draw our attention to verse 30, okay, and I'll read it again, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I want to use that as a springboard to search the scriptures and talk about how a God-fearing woman is winsome in all of her ways. And the first of the ways that I'd like to point out is this. Number one, a God-fearing woman is winsome in her respectful conduct. A God-fearing woman is winsome in her respectful conduct. Listen to the words of the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. Hear God's word. It says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. I know that verse is true in this church and in every church right now that's gathering to worship the Lord. There are men in this room right now who you came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because your wife came to faith before you did, and you saw a change in her that could only come from God. Could only come from God. In fact, this change, uh, this, this, this respectful conduct that we're talking about, this purity, this is an outward expression of an inward change. When we baptize, that's what we're talking about. With baptism, we're we're putting ourselves in the water and coming out of the water, buried with Christ in the likeness of His death, and then being raised to walk in newness of life. We're telling the outside world that Jesus lives inside our heart. Well, how do we do that after we are baptized? We do that by our conduct. And there have been many a God-fearing women in many a households, in this community and all over the world, where women have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and they've stood firm in their faith and they've showed that faith to the world through beautiful, respectful, pure, and God-honoring conduct that was such a testimony that God used it to lead their husbands and their family to Jesus. I know this uh, firsthand from when I first came to faith, one of the first things that I watched was a documentary called The Case for Christ. Many of you have seen it's been turned into a Christian movie now, and it chronicles the life of Lee Strobel. Okay, Lee Strobel was a journalist for the Chicago Tribune, and he was an atheist. And here's what happened. His wife started attending a local church in Chicago uh, called Willow Creek. It's actually one of the bigger churches in our country. And she became a believer, and she got saved. And so she would go home every week from Sunday service and think, how can I express my faith to my husband? And there are certainly times in which she verbally shared her faith, but instead of shoving it down her husband's throat, she began to live out Jesus Christ in front of her spouse. And it took two years, didn't happen right away, it took two years, but Lee Strobel said he started a two-year journey where he investigated the truth of the Scriptures, okay, he pursued it like a journalist, he interviewed theologians, and most of you, uh, for those that were a part of our men's Bible study, we actually watched a documentary that showed some of the answers that he got. But he said what the, the, the big change in his life, beyond what he could understand in the Bible, beyond what he could understand from scholars, is he would look at his wife and he used that word winsome. He said there was a change in her that was winsome and attractive, and I could not deny it had to be from God. Praise the Lord for God-fearing women who are not scared 
to express their faith and do so in a tone of beautiful respect and purity because that makes such a statement to the rest of the world that the God who created it is the God who's living inside of you and changing you with every breath that you take. That really spoke to me uh, the first time I heard that testimony, but I've seen it with my own eyes. There are women in this church right now, and I want to encourage the women in this church right now who have husbands or who are not sitting next to you right now. Continue to live that way. You may not know it, but they see it, and they know that God is real because they see God in you. And I want to encourage you to keep up the good fight. So number one, a God-fearing woman is a winsome in her respectful conduct, but number two, a God-fearing woman is winsome in her gentle spirit. In her gentle spirit. The Apostle Peter goes on to say in in verse 4 of 1 Peter 3, But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. I love those words. The imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. When a God-fearing woman willingly engages human beings with gentleness and desires to live a quiet life, the God of heaven sings praise. The God of heaven is full of joy because that's the design of the God of heaven. And I've said this before. We talked about this as we walked through the book of Ruth. This is a sign of meekness, not a sign of weakness. And there's a big difference between the two. All right? Someone who is meek basically understands that God is holy and that they are not. And so that understanding leads them into a life of humility. They know they don't have it all together. And the expression of that is, as God has shown grace to me, so I will live a life that shows grace to others. Notice the term God-fearing woman. A God-fearing woman fears God, and that fear is a reverent respect for the holiness of God. And when that woman respects the holiness of God and realizes without God's grace through His Son, she would not be able to stand eternally in front of that God, that understanding pours out into a life of grace towards everyone that's put in her path. And it is a beautiful expression of faith. And here's the deal. It's unfading is what that passage says. We all know that beauty fades. Okay, we know that. All of us do. Now, men, I don't know about you, but I look in the mirror. When I look in the mirror, I don't see beauty now, nor have I ever seen beauty. God did not create me to be a beautiful creature. God created women to be a beautiful creature. All right? But the physical beauty changes. The inner beauty does not. And that inner beauty is expressed through a quiet and gentle spirit that says to the world, I can be at peace because I know the God who sits on the throne. I know the God who sits on the throne. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but as I was putting this message together, there were just some people that God brought to my attention, and I wanted to take this time to be encouraging. You know, a couple of months ago, we did a funeral for a woman who was a longtime member here at Cedar Street named Carol Knapperstack, and I did not know her as well as some of the older ladies of this church who've been with her for 10, 20, 30 years, but that was a woman from the moment that I met her who had such a quiet and gentle spirit. I remember the last time I actually spoke with her while she was still alive, Brother Ronald Cardell and I went and did a a visitation, and she did not remember me from when I had done her daughter's funeral. You could tell that her mind was starting to slip with uh, the disease. I think she was was getting towards uh, the final stages of cancer. But yet, even, even when she didn't understand who I was, her response was gentle and kind 
and hospitable. She made me want to draw closer to her and draw closer to God. Uh, you know, there's, another, there's two other women who are in, in this room right now who remind me of that. One is Ruth McGowan. There's not a day in my life that I, I am not blessed by being in her presence where I need a word of encouragement and she comes in and is encouraging to me. I mean, anyone in this room, tell me a day that you have not been around this woman and she's not been encouraging. It is a beautiful expression of God. Uh, you know, another one is Martha Sutton. You know, I remember a few months ago when I was really, it was a Sunday morning and I had prayed that morning. I said, God, I can't preach today. I don't, I don't, my heart's not right with you today, God. It's not. I can't preach your word with joy because my heart is not right. And I prayed and I prayed and I was at my desk and then I, I heard a knock at the door. And Miss Martha was at the door and she had this uh, canvas painting of my, one of my favorite verses in the Psalms. I had in passing said one day on a Sunday night, I said, uh, one day I'm going to put that verse on a canvas. I'm going to hang it in my office. And that's all I said, and I forgot about it. And that one day she was at my door with that, that painting. It was right before I came into this sanctuary about four months ago. And it just lifted up my soul. Uh, get, for those of you in this room, as God-fearing women, you do not know what power God has given you to change the universe. Uh, it has just it has touched my heart in a mighty and special way. And I could name so many more, but those are three people from this church who just have a beautiful, gentle, and kind spirit. So if we said a God-fearing woman is respectful in her conduct and gentle in spirit, number three, a God-fearing woman is winsome in her graceful teaching. In her graceful teaching. Listen, I'm going to read them quickly, but listen to how many different Proverbs talk about the teaching of a mother. Proverbs 6.20, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9 Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Proverbs eleven sixteen: a gracious woman gets honor and violent men get riches. In Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So that kindness and gentleness that we just talked about, it finds its way also in the instruction that a, a God-fearing woman gives to her children, to her family, and to her community. And, and once again, I'm reminded in this church of how the God-fearing women have handed down the mantle of graceful teaching. Okay, One I, I never met, but I can certainly see the benefits of is Irma Haddon. I was here celebrating her life and getting to know more about her as I met with Brother Larry and so many others. And, and uh, so many have said, well, Irma's the one that taught me before I taught anybody else. And so her teaching has carried through this entire church. It's carried through four generations of Haddons. I've been blessed by her and I did not even meet her. It is this graceful teaching, this commitment to God to hand down the mantle. And one of the people that she handed it down to was Catherine Creech. And Miss Catherine, I have been blessed by her teaching because she poured into Eddie. And Brother Eddie's been one of my brothers in Christ that we've done all this discipleship together, and she's poured into her grandchildren. And when I go to our young adult on Sunday nights, we've got Adrian and Abby and Tess, and I see the, the pouring out of the, the gifts that God has given her. She has handed down, who's handing it down, who's handing it down. And now I see Levi, and guess what I know? Levi's going to have that same wisdom, right? Because we're handing it down. Praise God for a God-fearing woman 
who is full of graceful teaching and is happy to hand that down one generation after the next. So we have basically said that a God-fearing woman is winsome in her respectful conduct, her gentle spirit, her graceful teaching. Number four, a God-fearing woman is winsome in her tireless work ethic. Her tireless work ethic. Proverbs 31, 15 through 17 says this. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Listen also to Proverbs thirty-one twenty-seven. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. I know I'll have to pay for this later, but uh, if there's one woman that embodies this in my life, it is my wife. It is my wife. It was the first thing that attracted me to Ashley is she works harder than any woman I have ever met. And it is a gift that God has given her. And it is a gift that has challenged me to work harder. Uh, You know, I used to pray when I was single, God, make me a more disciplined man. I still pray that quite a bit. And you know what God decided to do? He didn't decide to fill me up with all kinds of discipline. He decided to put a disciplined woman in my life to challenge me. And, And sometimes in my pride, I struggle with that. But then I realized it is a gift from God. You know, I, I, I give my mother a hard time. I, I still struggle with, with my mom that since I came to faith, my relationship with her has not been what it once was. But one thing I will say is that my mother uh, was a hard work, hardworking woman. And so I've always looked for that in another woman because it is a wonderful gift. I mean, we laugh, okay, uh, Brother Ronald, Brother Kenny laugh at me when I have them over my house to fix something because I, I can't turn a wrench or use a hammer. But my mother could do anything. I, I mean, you, you give her one hour and one set of tools, my mother could do anything. She could rebuild this whole church brick by brick. And so when I met Ashley and I saw these gifts in her, I just, the, the desire that she has from the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to sleep to run a household that would be God-honoring, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. It really is a beautiful thing to watch. I remember when we had small group and Josh was looking at our, uh, our saw in the uh, garage. He's like, man, that's a good-looking saw. Where'd you get that? I said, it's not mine. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't put, you don't put sharp objects near me. My workshop's in the office. Her workshop's in the garage. We're all gifted in different ways. But I praise God for the gift that he has given my wife, and I praise him for all of you in this room who have that gift. You know when I see it in our church too? I see it uh, in Awana on Wednesday nights when the women uh, the, of the kitchen come in and out and uh, you know, Brenda Cardell is all the elbow grease getting all the things off the table and uh, I mean you just all the women uh, also for the hostess committee that come and without even thinking about it whenever there's a funeral they're, they're hard at work getting ready to prepare to, to be hospitable and to be good hosts. This is all God honoring. All right, this, this is winsome. People see that in you and say something is different about you, that you're tireless in your work ethic, that you're not lazy, that you, that you have a reason for why you do what you do. And God uses that. I pray that for Wren as she grows older, that she will be a woman that has a work ethic. Because, I, I, you know, we, we say this, in every generation there's that danger of losing that work ethic because we are more privileged today than we've ever been. And then we go on to number five. If a God-fearing woman is winsome in her respectful conduct, uh, 
in her gentle spirit, in her graceful teaching, in her tireless work ethic. Something that ties it all together, I believe, is this. Number five, a God-fearing woman is winsome in her enduring faith. In her enduring faith. I love this passage. Perhaps you've read it before in 2 Timothy 1, uh, verse 5. Paul says, I'm remi- he's saying this to Timothy, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. This enduring faith that carries on from generation to generation that cannot be broken by tragedy, cannot be broken by death or disease. I see this strong, unwavering faith in so many people in this church. I see it in Paula Tillman. Uh, there are many people that say, I'm praying for you. I'll pray for you. When I, need, when I need to take it to the bank that I need prayer, guess who I go to? I go to Paula Tillman. Because guess what I know? Before I can get in the other room, she's going to be praying. Uh, you know, when I think of enduring faith, I think of Joyce Waitasek. How many times have I visited her in the hospital and her kids are, are so worried about what might happen and she looks up at me and says, God's taking care of me. I'm going to honor him here and if he calls me home, I'm going to honor him there. God's going to take care of me. And this just beautiful expression of faith, this enduring faith, a faith that will not change when everything else around does. I am concerned for a world of women who are being raised right now, who put so much focus on physical beauty, knowing one day the physical beauty will fade. But it is the faith that endures forever. It is the faith that carries on. It is the faith that cannot be touched by circumstances whatsoever, whether good or bad. When it's good, we praise Him in the sunshine. When it's bad, we praise Him in the storm. But either way, we praise God because He is worthy of our praise. And I'm just telling you, there's something special that God has given a woman to be able to demonstrate that to the rest of the world. And that's why I typically, you almost always hear about women being the glue that holds the family together. You know, they say the man is called to lead the family, but it's the woman who holds it together, is the glue that makes it stick. And how does that glue make it stick? It's the faith that will not waver when everything else is wavering. I'm I'm grateful for the testimony of the women of this church and of this community. And as we draw to a close, I would just sum it all up by saying this. A God-fearing woman is winsome to Christ because her life reflects the heart of Christ. A God-fearing woman is winsome to Christ because her heart reflects, or her life reflects the heart of Christ. Here's what I mean by that. We said a woman, uh, a God-fearing woman is winsome in her respectful conduct. Jesus, though tempted, yet without sin, lived a life that was respectful in every single way. There's no other way to say it. They spit on him, they whipped him, they beat him, they tied him to a cross, and he responded by praying for them. Gentle spirit. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Ladies, can I say this? When the Bible calls you to be a woman of gentleness, you can take it to the bank that that's not weakness but strength because that's emulating Jesus Christ who is the definition of strength. The definition of strength. What about graceful teaching? Sit down one day and read the Beatitudes. Words of beauty and words of grace. Tireless work ethic. 
In the Gospels, it says there were times in which Jesus worked for so many hours to heal and preach to so many people that he didn't eat, and his family thought he had lost his mind. All right, Mary and, and, the, and the brothers, they didn't understand fully. They, they thought they did. There was times in the Scriptures that Mary acknowledges that he is more than man, but yet they still don't understand his mission because the Lord Jesus worked and worked and worked. He knew his mission, and he knew he only had 33 years on this planet to accomplish his mission. And so he worked. He had a great work ethic. And a God-fearing woman emulates that. And then finally, enduring faith. Jesus Christ was obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. And a woman who endures and carries her cross following him reflects who it is that Jesus really is. So as we get ready to enter into a time of invitation, here's, here's my heart for all of you. For those of you who are God-fearing women in this church, I pray this word is one of great encouragement. Keep up the good fight. Keep up the good fight. If, if no one else currently notices what you are doing, God does. All right, if you walk back into a home this afternoon of a non-believing family, I'm telling you right now, you have a faith that they're seeing even if you don't realize it. And they will see it in your respectful conduct. They will see it in your gentle spirit. They will hear it in your graceful teaching. They will know it in your enduring faith, in your, your tireless work ethic. Do not lose heart. You're planting seeds that will last for all of eternity. Know, as it says in Colossians, first and foremost, you're working for Jesus. For those of you in this room who have been blessed by a God-fearing woman, let this be a day that you give praise and honor to God and thankfulness to those women. If it is your mother, thank her. If it is your spouse, thank her. For those of you who have grown daughters, whose testimony has strengthened your faith, thank them. And remember, again, this, this message is not just for earthly mothers. It is for future mothers and it is for spiritual mothers. If you're a God-fearing woman, you have a testimony and God is using it for His glory and for your joy. And finally, if you are in this room and you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, let me say this. Perhaps as I was reading those characteristics of a God-fearing woman, maybe there are some that you qualify for and there are some that you don't. Can I just say, there's not one of those you can fully accomplish without the strength of God living inside of you. And you need God. Even if you are a believer, you need His grace every day. So maybe this is a time for you to ask for God. First of all, to receive the salvation that He has made possible through His Son. Jesus was holy where we, sh we could not be holy. He lived the life that we should live. He died the death that we deserved. He rose from the dead, making a way from death to life. And He ascended to heaven, sending down His Holy Spirit that in and through us, He could live the life through us that we were intended to live from the very beginning. So if you don't know Jesus... Why don't you make this a Mother's Day that you'll always remember by giving your life to Him. Giving your life to the Lord. We thank the Lord for all that He does. And right now we thank Him for the winsome ways of a godly fearing woman. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the gift of a God-fearing woman. We know, A, that they're mo the most physically beautiful creatures on the planet, but B, they also have an inner beauty that does not fade when the physical beauty does.
Father, we thank you for their graceful conduct and teaching and work ethic and spirit and faith. And Father, I praise you for what you have done in this church, church through these godly women and what you've done in this, these communities. And Father, I just pray that you would continue to do a work in this church, Father, for all the women in this church and the families whom they represent, Father. Just continue through your Holy Spirit to work through them and encourage them to fight the good fight of faith. And for anyone in this room that does not know Christ as Lord and Savior, that the testimony of a God-fearing woman would lead, lead them to repent and place their faith in the one true God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.